I woke up to check on Joshua every night as I usually do, but this night was different. He's missing. Why do the children of billionaires always go missing? I said to myself frantically. I had been working as a babysitter for the past 10 years, and I thought I had seen it all until I began working with the Washington family. Hi, my name is Amanda. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe to our channel. Hit that notification bell so you'll know when new videos are uploaded. If you do, you have a great chance of finding a bag of cash in the near future. When my agency assigned me to this family, I had my doubts, especially since I was not notified that it was the Washington family, the largest mob family within the area. Well, that's the rumor anyway. Joshua, the child that I was taking care of, was 12 years of age. The first few days I expected to find frogs on my bed and snakes in my drawer, especially since I had an adjoining room next to his. But he was nothing like some of the rich kids that I had taken care of. My job was fairly easy since I didn't have to run behind him picking up toys. My duties included getting him to class with his tutors on time, helping with homework, and staying with him at all times to make sure that he was safe. Based on what I knew about him, he loved animals and wanted to be a doctor when he grew up so he could help people. He got to classes on time, did his homework, he even went to bed when he was told. This was the easiest babysitting job that I ever had. Hi, Amanda. I hope that Joshua isn't giving you too much trouble, Mrs. Washington said. He's a great kid, I replied. Mrs. Washington and I will be going out of the country for two weeks. All we ask is you keep an eye on Joshua to make sure he doesn't get into any trouble, Mr. Washington said in an authoritative voice. That was the last thing Mr. Washington told me, and here I stood in front of the bed his son was supposed to be sleeping in. The bed was here, but the son was not. Nothing unusual happened that night to indicate that Joshua was upset and needed to blow off steam. As usual, I instructed Joshua to go to bed that night, and he did. I was frantic. I rammed through the mansion, opening doors, calling down the dimly lit hallway. Joshua, are you there? I made it down to the kitchen where Martha, the cook, was cleaning up the kitchen for the night. Have you seen Joshua? I asked, my eyes wide with terror. I did not want to think about what would happen to me if something happened to Joshua. I haven't seen Joshua since dinner, but I wouldn't worry about it too much if I were you. She smiled at me. Not worry? Joshua is missing. How could I not be worried? I threw my hands up in the air helplessly. If you're worried about Mr. Washington, don't be. I've been working with the man for years, and under all the rough, tough exterior, he's a big teddy bear, Martha said. Yeah, a big teddy bear that's going to do more than smack me on the head, I thought. He'll be back in the morning. The best thing you could do is go back to bed and get a good night's rest. Joshua is a great kid, and you, my dear, don't have anything to worry about. Martha was right. I had no choice but to wait it out and see. It's not like I could go to the police, because then Mr. and Mrs. Washington would be contacted, and I really didn't want that. The last three months working there had actually been great, and it wasn't like anything I expected. Maybe everything I heard about the Washingtons were rumors, but I really didn't want to find out the hard way. I returned to Joshua's room and I decided to sit in the chair next to his bed and wait until he got home. He had some explaining to do. I woke up the next morning and realized that Joshua's bed was made, but he wasn't in it. Damn it, did he even come home? I jumped up from the bed and ran to the kitchen as though someone was chasing me. There, Joshua sat, having breakfast by the kitchen counter, having a conversation with Martha. I looked at him and at Martha, who smiled at me. Good morning. Did you sleep well? She asked. She had that I told you look in her eyes. 
I decided that there and then wasn't the time or place to drill Joshua about where he had been the night before. I walked out of the kitchen and went to get ready for the day. Why did Joshua disappear last night? Where did he go? Why didn't he try this stunt when his parents were around? I had too many questions and no answers. I needed answers before I had to speak to Mr. Washington. That night, I did the same routine. I instructed Joshua to go to bed, which he did without complaint. I got dressed, sneakers and all, and put my robe on and went to bed and waited. Sure enough, I heard my door creak open, then close. I jumped up and slowly opened the adjoining door to see Joshua climbing out of the window. And where do you think you're going? I said to myself as I quickly pulled off my robe. I felt my inner private eye emerge, and I quickly made it downstairs and out the front door just in time to see Joshua running across the estate. I followed Joshua. It's a good thing I had many years running down toddlers so I was able to keep up at a safe distance so I would not be spotted. I watched as Joshua dodged between two bushes and disappeared. I quickly followed. There were two bars that had been cut to make an escape route. I squeezed myself between the bars and followed. He walked until he reached the shabbier part of town until he came to a narrow alley. I continued to lurk from the shadows. He stopped in front of a red door. I watched as he knocked on the door. A slot in the door opened and Joshua looked around before whispering something to the person on the other side. The door opened and Joshua disappeared into the room. I couldn't leave there without Joshua, but I also didn't want to cause him harm either. I needed reinforcements, so I called a good friend of mine, Tony Burton. I told him about what was happening and he said he would be right there. So what's the deal with this kid? Tony asked as we sat in the van close to the alleyway. It was a dead end, so Joshua only had one way to get out of the alley. Why doesn't his father just hire a bodyguard for him anyway? Tony asked. Well, for starters, I think all the rumors about the Washington family are false. I've been working there for months and I haven't seen a henchman or even so much as a gun. All I know is something is going on with this kid and I need to get to the bottom of it, I said. It was about 4 a.m. when we noticed Joshua leaving the alley in a brown pickup truck. Tony and I followed close behind. When I realized that they were making the turnoff to head to the mansion, I hopped out of the van. Thanks, Tony. I can take it from here, I said. Keep me posted, he said before driving off. I hid behind some trees until I saw the van exiting the road that led to the mansion. When I got to the room, I found Martha looking through my stuff. Can I help you with something, Martha? I questioned. Oh, Amanda, I knocked before entering, but when I didn't get a reply, I let myself in. I am just tidying your room a bit. You know the Washingtons want the mansion to be in top shape all the time, Martha fumbled. Is that why you are checking through my suitcase that were closed and tucked neatly away in the closet? I asked with a raised eyebrow. Martha excused herself and exited my room. What were you looking for, Martha? I mumbled as I placed everything back in my suitcase. Now, not only did I have to worry about Joshua, but I had to worry about Martha as well. Something was going on and I wanted to get to the bottom of this. Martha knew exactly where Joshua was going when he disappeared. The Washingtons were coming back in a week's time, and I wanted to find out what was going on before then. Later that evening, Tony called me, and I couldn't believe what he found out. So, it looks like little Mr. Runaway is actually doing some good behind that closed door. He's actually working with a man named Rob Gill, who is the founder of the One Love Charity. They collect and distribute grocery items and other supplies to needy families. Oh, and Rob Gill is Martha's brother. I thanked Tony for the information and hung up the phone. I breathed a sigh of relief. It confirmed that Martha did know where Joshua was running away to, but why would Joshua keep something like that a secret? Why didn't he tell me or his parents? 
Before going to bed that night, I questioned Joshua about the intel that I received on him. So will you be heading down to Miller Avenue tonight or will you be staying at home? Joshua froze and looked at me. So are you going to come clean or do I have to tell your parents? I added sternly. No, please don't tell my parents, he said and sighed heavily as he sat on his bed. I didn't want anyone to know because I just wanted something that wasn't to the Washington name, where people didn't think I had a motive behind what I was doing. All I wanted to do was help people, he said. I have no problem with you going and doing something to help others, but I will be going with you from now on. It's my responsibility to look out for you, and I can't do that if I have no idea where you are, understood? I said. Joshua smiled and nodded. That night, Joshua and I helped Rob and the members of his organization pack groceries for needy families. Rob actually ran a very tight ship, and I was impressed by the number of families that came each night to collect their supplies. You know, if it wasn't for young Joshua here, we would not have been able to expand our program, Rob said as he squeezed Joshua's shoulder affectionately. The next few nights, we did the same routine, and I even got Tony to help a few nights. I felt somewhat like a superhero babysitter by day and amazing humanitarian by night. The night before the Washingtons came home while packing goods into the bags, the police raided the organization. The police ordered everyone to lay on the ground while they searched the rooms. My heart was pounding and I could see the fear in Joshua's eyes as he looked at me. After about 15 minutes, one of the officers said, We found something, sir. Bags of diamonds stuffed in the chickens. I felt my heart rip out of my chest as the adults were rounded up and taken to jail while the minors were taken away by social services. As I was sitting giving a statement to a police officer, a man barged into the room. My client had nothing further to say. I demand that my client be released immediately, the man said. He wore a three-piece suit and held a briefcase in one hand. I was escorted immediately from the room, and a few minutes after, the police officer told me that I was free to go. Mr. Washington sends his regards, the man said before walking out of the police station. I was able to make a call and Tony picked me up. I need to find out where they are holding Joshua, I said. Just then Tony's phone rang and he answered. He looked at me and handed the phone without a word. It was Mr. Washington. Joshua is safe at home. Come back to the mansion and we can discuss this in the morning, he said before the phone went dead. The next morning, I was called into Mr. Washington's office. I didn't sleep a wink the night before. I didn't know what to expect or what Mr. Washington would say or do. Thank you for staying with us, Amanda. Joshua told us what a good babysitter you've been to him. He is still a bit shaken up from last night, but he told me everything and said that you wanted to protect him by keeping his secret. Now I ask that you speak nothing of what happened last night and you swear loyalty to me and my family or you may be facing charges for distribution of stolen goods. Mr. Washington said slyly, What choice did I have? I swore loyalty to the Washingtons. I ran down to the kitchen to confront Martha. I was convinced that she knew her brother was a thief and he was using his organization as a cover-up. Why did she get Joshua involved if she knew this? I entered the kitchen, but Martha wasn't there. I asked the other staff if they knew where she was and nobody seemed to have heard about Martha. How was this possible? I said as I walked to my room. Later that night, Tony called me. Martha is dead. Before I could hang up the phone, I heard a knock on the door and then Mr. Washington appeared. By now, you would have noticed that Martha is no longer with us. I have instructed staff that there was never a woman named Martha working here. Martha had a little accident this morning and she is unable to report to duty. You see, Amanda, I reward loyalty with loyalty and disloyalty with, well, you know. 
Mr. Washington said before turning and leaving my room abruptly. The answers I wanted died with Martha. Maybe the less I knew, the better it was for me. I had no choice but to adapt to my surroundings. I thought about how different my life would have been if I didn't accept the job. My only goal now is to stay alive.